<laughs> Hello and welcome to the final episode of season two of the Pet Photographers Club. Final episode of the year. And of the year, 2018. Thanks Come for on. sticking by us. <laughs> You've, uh, you're with Kirsty of Bits Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragnar from Pet Photography. And today, what is this people? Oh, wait, I don't know if you guys can see that little nose. Oh, speaking of seeing, if you're listening to this, because you're on iTunes or something like that. This is also a video episode, so we'll have this on the website. You can watch it on the website um, if you want to watch our faces. Probably don't. Maybe stick to the audio. But um, yeah, it is a video episode as well for members and listeners and everyone and all of that jazz. So just yeah. a heads up. Today we decided that we would bring to you our team. <laughs> 18 and 2018. Yeah. Things that we've learned, have changed, implemented in our businesses basically. So we've got our little so list. let's kick off. You can start, Caitlin. So um, my number one is, I mean these aren't in a particular order, but what I've got first is not selling unframed prints. So this is a big one that I've changed this year and it's made a hefty impact to my um, profit and my sales. So Basically, before I used to have the option to have unframed prints or, or sorry if you can hear the dogs playing, but I have photographers. Um, or you can have canvas or frame prints, that sort of thing. And then after our interview with Andrew Helmich in season one, episode eight, and he just threw into conversation that he doesn't have unframed prints on his price list. And that was like mind blowing moment for me. And I was like, oh, you can just not sell those because I hate selling unfinished artwork. Um, but it just never occurred to me that I could do them. So I was nervous about taking them off at first. I just took them off, but still had them as an option. And then I sort of had like this epiphany moment where I was like, it's my business. I don't want to sell unfinished artwork. So I just stopped doing it. And like every now and then I'll have someone come in who asks like, oh, can I get this unframed? I mean, the answer would either be yes, but it's the same price or just, no, oh, I don't sell unfinished yeah. artwork. And it's fantastic. So it's really done away with those frustrating smaller sales that are just like a handful of small unframed prints. Yeah. So I don't sell these anymore. I was selling these. Now they do come in packages still. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only way that people can get them. Uh, but do you sell these sizes framed or you just have only for the wall? I sell packages? these sizes, this size framed. Okay, cool. You can get an eight by 12 framed. And I feel better that I'm handing over something that can immediately go up on their walls. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's worth the price. I don't know. I'm very happy about it. So that's my number one. I've changed the wording with my wall art now. Both of our supplier has started offering framed canvases and they're beautiful. And I want everyone to have them when I sell a canvas or a frame, if it's the same size, it's the same price. Yeah. But the canvas that's framed is way more expensive from the lab. So I don't have it on my price list, but I told them that, oh, if you want, this is how I say it now, say, you can have a frame or a canvas for this much if you want frame and canvas combined, then it's this That's much. a good way to explain yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, then you're getting both. So that's the 20% surcharge. Mm -hmm. um, but I also say, if they're thinking about, if they just say, I want a canvas, I also call it like, unfinished. No, I call it naked. Do you want this naked canvas? Or oh, I like, I'm stealing that. Yeah. Do you want this naked canvas or do you want this beautiful finished framed yeah. canvas? And then people are like, well, I don't want a naked canvas. Like I want yeah. a finished product. And because I'm using the word, finished framed canvas, yeah. um, people love them. 
I like the name Naked Canvas. Yeah, this Naked Canvas. Like, why the hell would you want to know, like, a Naked Canvas? Yeah. And I mean, I used to sell tons of them. So. I would sell Naked Canvases if it was a multi-canvas display. Yes, they look, they look framed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So my second one is Running Profitable Competitions. So if you follow Ragamuffin, you might have seen that I'm doing a monthly Ragamuffin of the Month competition. I got that idea completely, stole it from, well I didn't steal it, I like read through did Kirsty's course. Um, which, Are you seeing a recurring recurring theme here? What? Kayla, like, just, I'm gonna steal your naked just steal, yeah, I'm gonna steal, just stealing, stealing all these things. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, I did. Like, you've um, never done that. I did. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also, I like messaged Kelly that I was like, hey, you know that flow you're using from Facebook Messenger, can you send that to me? <laughs> It's good. It's good. I like okay. it. Go on. Anyway, so um, if you haven't already, genuinely highly recommend checking out Kirsty's Dogs Through the Door co competition thing, Dog of the Year thing. So you're running your Dog of the Year competition at the moment. Oh, so many um, entries, but yes, I am. <laughs> yes. So uh, Kirsty had a, a whole way to do that, and I basically combined the Facebook Messenger automation course that I did with Ian Sim and that course and that Kirsty has teaching you how to run profitable competitions and made my ragamuffin of the month competition which has been a fantastic way to bring in inquiries and bring in bookings from people who have pre-qualified because they already know my client and bonus my clients really really love the competition they get so into it I now have new clients being like oh my dog it's gonna be next next month's competition and how can yeah. they win or all this so it's like a whole voting thing um and yeah, it's really cool. good. So I There's love that. Thing that I, like about it. I mean, I have to pay for the prize, I guess, that they win. Yeah. Um, but which I do, like a tote bag and a greeting card, and they get a fifty dollar donation to a charity of their choice, mm -hmm. which therefore makes it a fundraising competition. And you know how much I love fundraising mm -hmm. marketing, so that's a great little extra thing. Um, and then at the end of the year all the winners were in a calendar. Yeah. So I think it's cool how you combine like all of those things that you love yeah. all into the one and Yeah. And the calendar was 100% fundraising too. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, um, a combo, by the way, of my course and Ian's right. course. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to do it, then that's the cheapest way to get both of them. I do an annual one and I get 30 clients out of that. Yeah, well, so last year I got 30. Yeah. And this year I haven't looked at the stats so far, but I'm doing, I'm running it at the moment. And I think I've had about 50 votes and it's been going two days or something and it goes yeah. for, it'll go to Christmas Eve, so a week more. Um, oh my god, it's Christmas Eve. I know! I love um, Christmas. In case you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, after however many years, I've finally decided increasing your pricing is not the reason, is never going to be the reason for don't book. I mean, yeah. I always increase my pricing. Every six months, there's like a slight increase and every time in my head, I'm like, well, people still pay this and now I've got to a point where I'm like they always pay it and it's never the real reason they don't book no. if they're not gonna book you at a thousand like at two thousand dollars they're probably not gonna book you at a thousand dollars no one's making the decision based on how much you're 20 by 30 inches that's right are yeah. you shooting burn or are you not shooting those mm -hmm. are the two categories yeah. whether or not you're 20 by 30 is eight hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars mm -hmm. like whatever pricing anyway so if anyone is like ready for a price increase but you're waiting or you're scared because you think it's gonna stop bookings, if your bookings decrease, trust me it's not that's not the reason. So yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. If you need to do it. If you if you're ready to do it. Yeah. yeah.
my next one, what did I pick? Um, automating gift vouchers. So we did do a deep dive on gift vouchers in a members only deep dive. So if you're not a member yet, join the club, panphotographersclub.com <laughs> forward slash join. So only $10 a month and you get all our extra deep dive content. So that's my little cheeky plug. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, I love the club. I always tell people to join our club. I think Even our own brother. Yeah. Yeah, my brother meeting up with you and I was like, well, obviously you know all about who Kirstie is because you are big fans of the Pet Photographers Club and you <laughs> listen to us every week. Um, anyway, I'm a dog. So my next one is automating gift vouchers. So yeah, if you missed that episode, I believe it's season two, episode 10. Um, good memory. I think we were chatting about gift vouchers and I was saying how I was pretty keen to start automating them because as you know, I am obsessed with all things automation. If there's anything that can save me time so I can focus on the more creative aspects of my business or just focus on life. Um, so any admin stuff, if I can save time there, I'm happy. And so I recently changed my gift vouchers so that they're um, through Acuity. So I'm doing a lot of my things through Acuity now, um, which, which is, is online scheduling. Yeah. Uh, so I've changed that, which now means that they get their gift vouchers emailed automatically and they have like a gift voucher code and all of that. So it's just more of a flow. And I also implemented that thing that you were talking about in the episode that we had yeah. about registering your gift vouchers. So the combination of both of those means I'm way, way happier with how my gift vouchers are going now. So Awesome. It's a change for me. Cool. One good one that I can definitely do is you can make any client space work. Mm -hmm. um, so I've worked in a lot of client spaces. I'm always moving. I don't know yeah. what. Um, it's so the opposite of me. I know. Like, I can't stay still. here for the rest of my life. Yeah, I can't <laughs> stay still. And big believer that if you're not happy with something, change it. So I do. I change it. And then my I was probably fine before actually. <laughs> I worked for my mum bungalow. Worked from my clients' homes. Then I rented an office in the middle of the CBD in Adelaide. I moved out of there because I could work from home. Then I moved out of that house. I had, I had a co-working space. To now I work by a dog bakery. So I don't know how many I just rattled off, but a lot. Every time I'm in a space, I'm like, oh. And I always find something wrong with it. Like this isn't perfect because, and I want to do something better. So, so I think it's so easy to get bogged down in like you're talking about client space, but it's the same theory with, for example, wanting to upgrade your gear. Gear is always like, a big one. Is it actually going to affect your sales or do you just want to do this yeah. for you? And if you just want to do it for you, that's also fine. Yeah. But like recognize that buying that new lens, if it's not something that's going to be affecting your sales, it's not affecting your sessions, yeah. for example, then you're doing that. I mean, technically it's for the business. But really, it's yes, for you. you as a photographer, well, which we, is fine. And we had a chat about that when we did the deep dive into what's in our camera bag. I think, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I never upgrade my gear ever. Season two, episode eight. She's really good with that. <laughs> I never Watch them gear. not be that at all. I'm just listing numbers because I know we'll put them in the it. notes. Yeah, we'll put them in the notes. Um, so you can just have a look there. But yeah, so that's been a big one for me to yeah. actually because I've always been like looking for the better yeah, space, next and now I'm like. You don't need any space, you know. I mean, I'm still looking for one, and if I see the perfect space, I will move to it. But I'm not in a hurry. I've, I'm content with like, okay, it doesn't make a difference. So you can make whatever space you're in work. So this isn't pet photography related ish, 
but I'm just doing like the 20, the 18 big things that I changed this year. 20, God, I don't know if we're still doing this when it's 2020. Ooh, let's. <laughs> Guys, I'm committed to you, but. <laughs> I, I, I commit to me, I'm the work wife. What do you for the next 10 years? I can't even commit to a client space. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 2020 doing this with you. <laughs> Just big thing that I changed was um, it has been on my bucket list for years and years. I wanted to be a certified dog trainer, and just something that I guess I'm like interested in personally. And I did think it would have an impact on pet photography, which I was correct, it did. Um, so that's something that I got to you may or may not know this year, but I got my certification as a dog trainer, yeah. and you may or may not be able to guess that. Judged on how naughty my little rat is, just crying over there. No, but she, she's been so good. She is my little maple bear has improved so much since I got that. But that was like a big mission this year, and it was cool because I always have my goals for the year written up big in my office, so I got to tick that off. So that was a really cool. I did go through last night, and I was like, "Hey, look, tick, tick, tick." tick. Yeah, it's cool. At the end of the year, I'll like properly tick them yeah. off and stuff. I just that. drew in the chalk. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So that was one of the things I did. Awesome. Well, one of the things I did to go with a personal one then uh, would be my trip. This year I was away for three and a half months. <laughs> um, yeah, but the cool thing about that is that my business allowed me to do that. And I'm a really big believer that why are you in business if it doesn't work for your lifestyle? And that doesn't mean you have to travel. It could be that you have a beautiful home like Caitlin. Something yeah, I do not like have. <laughs> yeah. Travel is not high on my priority list, but your priority list is. Um, yeah, and so whatever it is that's your, that's your dreams, personally, the business should be able to make that happen. And I don't just mean financially, but time-wise as well, and mm -hmm. every other aspect too. So, like, Caitlin, she likes to be able to work, finish off at three o'clock, is that correct? Change my business exactly. to allow for that. Yeah, whereas before, I remember Caitlin didn't care if she was working at midnight. No, she didn't but care. Was, <laughs> it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another thing that I was thinking about. Um, when you mentioned that that was going to be your point was also building, striving to build a business so that because everything relies on us, mm -hmm. striving to put in as many things in place so that the whole thing doesn't fall apart if you need to take off time and mm -hmm. that's just whether or not that's traveling or like for me when it was my business didn't fall apart my clients weren't aware mm -hmm. that I essentially took four months off yeah. when my, relation, my previous relationship broke down. Um, but I just think it's so important to be striving to build a business so that you can take a step away if you need to or if you want to without it crumbling. Yeah. Um, and I think that's um, I think that's a goal that everyone should be aiming towards. To yeah. be like, I want to get to the point that if something happens to me or if I want to take time off or if I plan to take time off, I can and it's not a big deal. Yeah. That's totally. So, I mean, my trip was awesome, but the whole link to the business is that the business allowed me to go on that trip. Um, Facebook Messenger marketing was Facebook Messenger automation. So that was a big one that I've implemented. Again, a bit of automation. And yeah, combining that with the competition thing that I already mentioned. So that episode, if you want to check it out, it's season two, episode 11 with Ian Sim. Who we're about um, to be We're about to be <laughs> <laughs> so right, Shout out to Ian well. if you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, but so Ian's great. He's really made Facebook Messenger automation, which can be really overwhelming when you first try to 
implement it into your business he's made that really accessible for photographers so if you're interested in bringing it in definitely have a listen to that episode check out Ian um, nice chat let's book mm -hmm. Anyway, so I've loved having that. It's just a really way I've implemented it with the competition. I've implemented it with other things. Basically, any time where I'm like, I'm going to have an influx of messages for whatever reason. And I want to be able to respond to those clients really quickly, give them a good experience with me, give them a quick, quick service, quick turnaround. Everyone expects instant replies these days. And frankly, I can't give that to mm. them personally. But with Facebook Messenger automation, I can. And the thing with these messenger bots is you can like interrupt it, I guess is the way to say it. So at any point, if someone has a question that isn't answered by the bot, like there's still there's still the human on the other end. Mm -hmm. And like I'm reading it. You can still see it. If I'm you seeing it come through. It's not like they're just chatting to a robot. Awesome. Oh, I have on my list. Oh God, I don't even know my password now. Um, I assume it's Caitlin. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, of course. Big one that I've done this year. I've separated um, yes. my business. So, well, on the surface only at this point, actually. Um, so, my dog, well, all my pet photography and horses were always photographed under bits of Bernard pet photography. But um, I've been trying to increase the number of horse shoots that I do per year and do increase dogs a little bit. Um, but to really be able to market horses I couldn't have a dog brand which is what Bits of Bernard was set up for yeah so that was a good one for me okay so number 11 for me is I published Tales of Adoption it's my thickest book so far and I love how thick it is so thick I love it um so yeah this is my third book published in the Tales series if you guys don't know about that you can head over to talesoftheworld.com and it's got all the information there um but basically I'm a big advocate for self-publishing strategy for photographers. I have the program, I'm sure you guys know about it. So I have the program and so exciting. So a lot of the students who signed up at the beginning, you can still sign up and now they're like releasing the, the um, book registrations yeah. and stuff. And it's just really exciting to see it working for other people. So yeah. I'm like really loving that. I'm like keep messaging Ben every time someone's like, oh, I have another person sign up or I just have my <laughs> Um, anyway, but this is my book, so these are all going out at the moment, um, and it's just all about rescued animals and their stories, and I'm really, really proud of it. I had to close it last night because I was going to start crying Caitlin's story. Yeah, one of Ben's, like, very guy friends was over masculine. here, and like, very masculine, yeah, and he was over here just, like, reading it while he watched Cricket, and he started, like, full crying. That was going to be me. That's I was like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> Stop reading the book. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's a big thing for me. It's been a great way to get lots of new clients in. Also midway through launching my current book, yes. which is Kids and Dogs, which is not as hard as actually I was anticipating. Yeah. It's actually been so much fun. But that's also based on Caitlin's strategy. Um, yeah, and so far all my sales have been at least my typical average sale, if not higher. Yeah. Um, They've been really good, so yeah. Yeah. Recommend it, guys. It's Jump a good, on it. It's a good way to raise funds for a charity. Um, good way to bring in new clients. Good way to increase your business. Good way to make sales. Something that I've done after listening to Caitlin tell me for more about five years to do this year was I really started selling digital. I've always had them on my price list, 
and I pretty much used to talk people. <laughs> Maple. Can you guys hear Maple in the background? Probably. So cute though. So um, <laughs> I've used to kind of talk, almost talk people out of buying them, yeah. out of buying digitals. Because I wanted the the artwork on the wall and I thought, you know, when people come in their houses, I wanted to be like, who did that? And I get the referrals and I wanted to only sell their finished product and all of this stuff. And then I realized, give the people what the people want. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've done and I'm way more comfortable with them. Actually, I love selling them now. Um, Caitlin was packaging last night and I was like, oh, this is why digital is so good. There's no packaging. Yeah. <laughs> or hardly. Well, there is for me because most of my digitals are sold in packages that's with right. artwork. Yeah. Because um, that sort of is the best of both worlds situation there. Yeah. And you have something that's up on their walls, feels like it's a completed service that you're giving mm -hmm. them, um, but they get the digitals which they want. So 11, 12. Number 13 for me is I implemented the online gallery deposit. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, we talked about this in a deep dive, season two, episode six. So essentially when I do something like a book project or I have my pocket sessions, um, any, any time when I will be offering online galleries, what I now have is the $100 deposit that I take upfront and what that has stopped is no sales for online. Mm -hmm. So, and easy. I won't dive right into that because we've done the whole deep dive, yeah, yeah. but that was a big change for me. Good one. A quick one for me is that I changed my section fee structure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, I don't know the episode number, do you? It would be episode four, season two, episode four. What the hell is wrong with her? I think. I remember we sitting in the front room. <laughs> <laughs> I can visualize where we were, I did not know the number. Yeah, earlier in this season, I did go right into all the details, so I won't do that again, but basically, instead of giving me $250 just for me to rock up at the shoot, now you give me that, well, I made it 200 now, but you give me the money up front, and then I'll take it off your order, so it's entirely print credit. And you've raised your prices to... But I've raised my prices to incorporate it. Yeah. Um, it's really helped with actually getting people to book, mm -hmm. I think, because it removes that risk. Next one for me was creating my own automation flow. So I did take some time to really dive into the nitty gritty of my whole client experience and my workflow and my systems and just make sure that everything was really systematized and make sure that my clients are kept up to date at every stage of it. That's really important to me. Mm -hmm. The feedback has always been that my clients really appreciate how informed they are at every stage and a large part of that is automation. That reminded me when you said that you love keeping your clients up to date. I felt like um, with my payment plan, plan clients that I was always falling behind because before my payment plans were going through a direct debit system now I've found now I've changed to which I think we've spoken about in the podcast um, have we? pay right? yeah I'll pay right <laughs> so basically we have we did a whole episode about payment plans oh great in season one go back to season one if you're not a member you can actually get the first two weeks of free so do that, have a listen. It's made a massive difference in my business. Okay. Not just because they're a finance company, so I get paid straight away, but the whole thing that I like about it is that because I get paid straight away, I order their shit straight away, and I deliver it straight away. Yeah. I don't have Clients to worry. Clients have to wait now. They don't Clients wait. love it. When you turn yeah. around and be like, you get it straight away, and the rest of your payments are through pay right, Fantastic. Yeah. And so PayRight's an Australian company, but there will be equivalents in America. You definitely, it's not PayRight themselves are not like, not special or anything. Um, it's just a finance company, but 
I just love, I mean, I love that the clients love it, but mostly I love that I love it yeah. because I don't, basically now in my mind, I'm done with that client. Okay, so my final one that I changed in 2018 was basically trying to minimize my travel time because travel time is just a waste of my time. I'm not getting paid for that. So I was really sick of traveling all around. I had already done that slightly, so I've minimized my locations to like, 10 or 15 locations, I've minimized that again. So now almost all of my sessions take place in Lily Gardens, which is about a five minute drive for me, unless they specifically request a beach or something like that. And I love doing the majority of my sessions in one place. I know that garden's inside out. Yeah. I know where it looks good at any given point of day. And it means I can really focus on the dog rather than focusing on the locations. I always thought when I first started that it was important that you like traveled to the dog and the client got to pick their location and mm -hmm. all of that sort of thing. And absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I've had no backlash from saying this is where we shoot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was I a pretty big change yeah. for me and I love it. My final one. Oh, stuff. I was yep. going to say. Setting up systems in the business so that it can operate without us. And one of the things I wanted to do was have a photographer swallow away the business can still generate income. So I tried that last year, putting on another photographer, and it was quite a challenge. Um, but I'm actually considering it again. So I learned a lot, um, which, I, which I've been, I guess, working on this year, like, okay. And then also I've got a girl who works in my office um, doing admin packaging, okay. social media, that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, so that's been an interesting learning curve for me. Just, I'm just saying like, consider, do you need to put on a staff member or is there something else you can do to reduce your workload, if that's yeah. the reason? So. I think a combination of outsourcing and mm -hmm. oh, automation yeah. and Pretty systems much. is a good way to balance workload. Yeah, I think packaging definitely, I always want someone to do that, which is the same with you. Yeah. Because I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, um, was driving me crazy doing my own packaging. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, make your business work for you. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's me 2018. And and the cheeky number 19, we learned how to podcast. Yeah. Watch us not have been recording. <laughs> and no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> when she says we learned how to podcast, what she means is Caitlin learned how to podcast and I just rock up and talk sometimes. <laughs> Caitlin does everything, by the way, guys. Yeah. So give her a shout out. I just do some social I stuff when I remember. So yeah, thanks for listening guys. Thanks so much for watching. Us. Hope you've had an awesome 2018. I hope you've enjoyed coming along on the Pet Photographers Club journey with us. We will be back for season three in January. So stay tuned. We have some really awesome guests mm -hmm. and topics lined up for that. So we're really, really excited. Um, let us know in the comments if you're on um, our Facebook group if you remember or even leave us a review in itunes or whatever let us know what you've implemented this year and what changes you've made based i mean based on the podcast but just in general anyway we'd love to know if it's what's having an impact on you and what you've done so let us know and leave us some reviews yeah yeah review is lovely yeah awesome have a fantastic end of your year we hope you have an awesome one and a fantastic i've just used the word awesome and fantastic repeatedly over and over again okay. have a really great 2019 too we'll see you then guys yeah bye bye <laughs>